0: Welcome to Triumphance Podcast with Pastor Tanya, preaching on the Word of God. the fruit of the lips, the fruit of our praise of our lips on this morning. He's been better than good, the song says. You've been better than good to us. God, so many doors you've opened, so many ways you've made, so many times, so many times, so many times, you've healed us. You've been so good. So good. We can stay there for 30 seconds more, can't we? God, you've been so good. In every season, you've been so good. With tears rolling down our face, you've been so good. With pain in our bodies, you've been so good. good so good to us so father we thank you this morning and for no other reason it's because you've been so good (laughs) you've been so good that even when we weren't good you were good even when we weren't faithful you were faithful And so, God, we just come this morning, this Sunday morning, to say thank you for being a good, good father. Thank you for being a good, good father to us. God, we thank you for loving us when so many would have seemed us unlovable. But you've been better than good to us, God. And so we just say thank you. And now, Lord, As we gather together on this Sunday morning, this Father's Day, God, we just, we need to still the outside world around us for just a few moments. Put all of the trappings and distractions that are around us down just for a few moments. God, because we never want to come into this sacred space. Be it in person, be it virtually. God, we never want to come into this sacred space that we've set aside to to worship you. We never want to come inside this sacred space and just treat it like any other day. We don't want to just treat it like any other moment. We don't want to treat it like an obligation We don't want to treat it as something we have checked off of our to-do list for the week. But God, may we enter into this sacred space, hearts open, minds attuned, ears afresh, determined that we won't leave this place the same way we entered in. That in this moment, God, in these few moments that have been set aside for the preaching of your word, that we are going to resolve within ourselves that something will be said. Something will be revealed. Wounds will be healed. Conviction will take place. But God, we are determined that we will not leave the same way we entered. Why? Because your word says that your word comes forth. As, as, a, as a double-edged sword, God, it gets us coming and going so that we will leave changed. So, God, we pray that you would give us ears to hear in this moment. Give us ears to hear, hearts to receive, and a mind to understand what you are saying to your church in this season. Hallelujah. You've been so good. <laughs> we, we, we could stay there been so good to us and so the least we can do is for the next 15-20 minutes give you our undivided attention so that we can be better believers because of it or we can come to believe for the very first time or we can come back home <laughs> but whatever it is God we give you this time oh well, God we thank you and we bless you it's in the precious name of jesus that we pray and all the saints of god said amen 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 hallelujah happy father's day triumphant happy father's day what an amazing god we serve Uh, before we uh, um, dive into the word of god on this morning i just want to wish all of the fathers of triumphant The ones who are here in my presence on this morning, um, the ones who are watching virtually as Minister Drew said, God has blessed this church with some amazing men, amen, Amen. and amazing fathers, and today we celebrate you, amen. We want to give a special shout out, Father's Day, to our founder, Pastor T.L. Rogers, amen, to wish him a happy Father's Day, and to our pastor, Pastor Perrin Rogers, amen, a happy Father's Day as he is um, in this season of, of rest and rejuvenation. And um, because my husband is here with us today, and he's the father of, of my three children, amen, I thank God for my husband and wish him a happy Father's Day as well, Minister Kevin Williams. I thank God for for each of you today, and we truly, truly do celebrate godly fathers, amen, that are raising their children to know and fear the Lord. Amen. We're going to continue. I know it's Father's Day, but we're going to continue in our series um, that we have begun because I believe it's still your season. (laughs) Um, And and, and so if we have to make it relevant to Father's Day, fathers, it's your season. Um, It's still your season. For those of you who may be joining us uh, for the first time, this is our third part, um, uh, the third installation of a series that we are doing called It's Your Season there are two scriptures that have guided our study um, this time that I'm gonna read again this morning, starting in the Genesis passage, reading from the ESV. I said by the time this series is over, you're gonna you're gonna know this one by heart. But it says, While the earth remains, seed time and harvest, cold and heat, summer and winter, day and night shall not cease. While the earth remains, seed time and harvest. Cold and heat, summer and winter, day and night, shall not cease. The next one is in Acts chapter 13 and verse 22. Acts chapter 13 and verse 22. And when he had removed him, meaning Saul, he raised up David to be their king, of whom he testified and said, I have found in David, the son of Jesse, a man after my heart, a man after my heart who will do all my will. It's your season. One of the things that we share to keep in our mind is that we don't have to wait on our season. If you're breathing, it's your season. We just have to be in tune to the spirit of Christ and to the spirit of God to understand what season we are in. But there are three things that I said I want us to keep in mind during this series. And so at the beginning of each Sunday morning, I'm going to remind us of those three things that I want us to keep in mind about seasons. Number one, it's your season, (laughs) that it is indeed your season. It may be a hard season, it may be a tiring season, it may be an amazing season. It may be a season of waiting, it may be a season of rejoicing, but regardless, it's your season. Number two, he's the Lord of your season. That there is nothing that is going on in your world, in your family that has escaped the heart and mind of God. And God is not just aware of your season. He is a Lord of your season. That means he's still running the show. Even when you think things have gotten out of control and and you can't seem to manage, he said, if you trust me, you will realize I am still Lord of this season. That nothing can or ever will happen to you without your father's permission. That's a good thing to know, saints of God. I'm going to say that again. I said nothing can or ever will happen to you without your father's permission. So he's like, I'm Lord. I'm Lord of this season. He's Lord of the season. And the final thing is to remember that I don't care what season you're in, what season you're in, there is good that will come from this season. There is good that will come from this season. There is good in every season. As I shared in Bible study on Wednesday night, we have to resolve not just to endure, but to live every season that we're in. So we're not just alive or we're not just living. We're alive and we're functioning and seeing God's grace in every moment of our lives. So those are the three things that we're going to keep in mind. The other thing that I say is what is the goal of this? Why are we spending so much time talking about David? What is what is the end goal? The end goal is simply this. That whatever season we in, how many years God gives us on this earth that he would be able to look at our lives and say, there's a woman, there's a man after my own heart. That through the ups and downs of disappointments and the joys, that God can truly look at us and know that we have a heart after him. And that we as believers can say as David did in his old, as he called his gray years, in his old years, he says, I once was young. And now I'm old, but I have never seen the righteous forsaken and nor his seed begging bread. And so today we enter into the third season of David's life. Last week, we talked about the the Gibeah season. We talked about the test of early promotion (laughs) that David had gone from near obscurity in the fields caring for his father's sheep to now he was championed as both a hero and a harp player. And that where no one paid him any mind, they were now singing songs with his name in it. That he had gone from a nobody in the world's eyes to the somebody overnight. And that we have to understand that while for many of us we think that's the season we're waiting on, God said, no, there's a test even in that season. Because it's in that test, it's in that season of early early promotion that God is beginning to look at your character. It's a test of your character. Are you still going to be faithful? Are you still going to be consistent? Are you still going to be humble? Are you still going to be true to who God has called you to be even when they're screaming your name? It's a test of your character. It's a test of your commitment. Uh oh, are you all of a sudden too good to do what you used to could do before they start calling your name? Are you still? Are you too good to serve? Are you too good to show up when no one else is there? Are you? Are, are, is it above you now because now you all of a sudden have gotten a little bit of notoriety? That season of early promotion—it will test your commitment to the cause of Christ. <laughs> it will. For those of us who've been through that season, it'll test you. And finally, it'll test your commitment to your calling. It'll test your calling. Because David had grown comfortable as a harp player. He had grown comfortable in the palace of King Saul. He had grown comfortable now as the acclaimed and proclaimed a warrior of his people. But the reality is his calling was to be king. And, and sometimes it's those tests of early promotions that forget us, that may make us forget what God has already told us we're called to do. Comfort can be sometimes our worst enemy. Because when you're comfortable, you stop listening. When you're comfortable, you don't want to move, you don't want to get, you don't want to be thrown off. And so it was in that season of Gibeon, that season of blessing, that season of promotion, that his character, his commitment, and his calling were tested. And David passed. He remained faithful. But now we are in the third season of David's life. And if you would turn with me, I'm going to read one more scripture on this morning to 1 Samuel chapter 22. 1 Samuel chapter 22. And beginning at verse 1. It says David departed from there and escaped to the came and escaped to the cave of Adullam. And when his brothers and all his father's house heard it, they went down there to him. Listen to this here, y'all. And everyone who was in distress, and everyone who was in debt. And everyone who was bitter in soul gathered to him. And he became commander over them. And there were with him about 400 men. The third season of David's life, it's it's the cave of Adullam, and it's the season of difficulty. It's a season, it's the season of difficulty. To my fathers that are listening. God says he knows what it's like to be in a season of difficulty. That's that's where David finds himself in a a season of, of difficulty. Now, in this season, the comfort of the palace is no more. King Saul, who once treasured David and loved David and depended on David is now jealous of David. And and so the same David that was championed and applauded and lauded is now literally running for his life. The same people that were excited that he had defeated the champion of Gath, are now out to kill him. Let let, let, let me tell you something. Saul hated David so much that he hired people. Read the scripture. I told you there's so much in here. Read the scripture. He hired men, gave them Food, gave them clothing, gave them money. In other words, whoever can get to him first, you will have all the treasures of the kingdom. He he literally put a bounty on his head. He put a bounty on it. Said there's, there's there's a movie. I I'm, I I love good movies. There's a movie. It's it's, it's an old movie, but it, it's called SWAT. And, and, and in that movie, there was this, this big this big drug dealer, kingpin, whatever. And they had finally a- arrested him. And, and you know how the news media is when a big criminal comes and they had the camera in his face. And, 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 and he got on camera. He said, one million dollars to whoever can get me out. And all of a sudden, people came from everywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, they had gangs. They had the, the, the cartel. They had the, the the black folk, the gang members, Latinos. They had the rich. Everybody was trying to get him because they wanted that million dollars. That's what just happened to David. Saul said, whoever can get him, I'll give you the keys to the kingdom. And so they came from out of nowhere to try to find David to try to get David to try to kill David to try to consume David there is no more comfort of the palace there is no more waiting on him there's no one bringing him food every day there's no one saying David has killed his 10,000 there's no one talking about what a skilled harp player he is they are out to get him he is in the season of difficulty. His comfort has been stripped. His protection has been stripped. His favor seems as if it is far from him. Even the safety of his daddy's home is no more. Because even before he got to the palace, he could always go home. But guess what? He got a bounty on his head. He can't even go back to those few little sheep. He had been taken care of all his life. He was in such grave danger. If you look at the scripture, he even went and got his mama and his daddy from his house. Because they knew, he knew that they were out to get them, get him. David was in a season of difficulty. Let, let, let me explain something to you. And, I, and I'm going to pause here for a minute. I'm going to say two things before I go on. We're going to be in the season of difficulty for two weeks. There's no way in the world we're going to get through all of this without me going too long. So I was fighting with it, but I said, we're going to stay here for two weeks. So if you want good news next week, come back the week after. Because you stay in the season of difficulty a little bit longer than you want to. David was in this season for seven years. A lot of times the season of difficulty lasts longer than we want it to. But this is the season. Remember, these are prophetic seasons. We're not just talking about David. We're talking about us. This is the season where we lose people. Have you ever been in church with someone who was singing and loving God and faithful and tithing and serving and happy and and rejoicing and, 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 And you begin to see that person fade. Y'all not the only ones you've ever experienced. And and then you look around. Whatever happened to, it's a season of difficulty. A lot of us get lost in the season of difficulty. And and you know why we we get lost in the season of difficulty? Because we don't think we should be in a season of difficulty. We we, we don't think we should be there. If If you've been saved for a minute, there is this thing that comes when we believe that we are doing what God has called us to do and we are living the best that God has called us to live and we're serving him. We don't believe that we should have these extended seasons of difficulty. We don't mind a little heartache because Bible talks about, you know, in this world, you will have trouble. So we we understand that trouble comes. But we got a hard time dealing with prolonged seasons of difficulty. When you're not in sin, I'm going to say that again. You're not in sin you're not outside of the will of God. You're loving God. You're giving to God. You're serving God. You're loving your family. You're going to work. You're doing everything you can. And you still find yourself in a season of difficulty. And, and, and we, get, we get a little upset. We don't say it, but there's something in our hearts to say, like, this has got to be over by now. Haven't I learned my life? Oh, yeah, God is teaching me something. I got it, God. I got the lesson. got the lesson done. I got it. I understand. Now I'm ready for my breakthrough. I'm ready for the next season. I'm ready for my deliverance. I'm ready for my miracle. And God said, yeah, this season is not quite over yet. That's, 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 that's the season of difficulty. And, and so, but even in that season of difficulty, there's a whole lot God wants us to learn. And there's three things we're going to go over this week and three things next week. The first thing that we have to understand in this season of difficulty is that you you still got to listen to the voice of God. You still got to listen. You still got to, to hear the voice of God. That there is still ministry in your difficult season there's still ministry I said in your in your in your in your difficult season let's let's go to that ministry for for a second look at this go with me right we we still we just one more chapter over he's hiding david David is is running for his life and you would think since David is running for his life, (laughs) that that would be enough to keep him busy. But look at this in, in chapter 23. It says, now they told David, behold, the Philistines are fighting against Keilah and are robbing the threshing floors. So, wait a minute, wait a minute, God. I'm doing everything I can in this difficult season just to stay alive. Somebody's been there. God, it takes everything in me just to get up in the morning, to, to, to start another day in this difficult season. God, it takes everything out of me just to, to, to go to work and to care for my children and to do the. And now you telling me that there's work for me to do in my difficult season? And that's where he is. He, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's this right here, David. The, the Philistines are fighting. We, we need you to go to battle for them. So in addition to me barely making it, <laughs> in this challenging season, God is still calling me to serve. God is still calling me to minister. God is still calling me to teach. Let me explain what I mean by minister. When I say minister, I mean, I'm not just talking to the preachers in the house. Amen. Your ministry is whatever God has set in your hands to do. Yes, and you don't get a reprieve from your ministry when you're in a difficult season. I said, you don't get a reprieve. You don't get a pass when you're in a difficult season. God said, This is where this is where that time comes. God said, I'm testing your character. It's real easy to serve the Lord. It's real easy to come to church with a smile on when you're in a in a good season. But God said, I, even in this difficult season, are you still going to serve? Yes, 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 are you still going to love me? Are you still going to give to the work of the kingdom? Are you still going to sacrifice your time in your season in the cave? In the cave of Adula. He still got ministry to do. Say, even in your difficult season, there's still ministry to do. That's the first point. There's still ministry to do. Not only that, look at this. Y'all read that scripture with me at the beginning, right? David is running for his life. And you think he'd get some help, right? And you know, at least when, you, when you're in trouble, it's good to have some good friends with you. Some people to support you, pray you through. Let's go back one chapter. And everyone who was in distress... And everyone who was in debt and everyone who was bitter in soul gathered to him and he became commander over them. Really, Lord? Really? So I'm already, feel like I'm on my last leg. And then you give me this ragtag crew to come along for me to have to care for them and love them. And lead them, and serve them, and God said absolutely because that's when your character gets developed. That even in that difficult season, you still have to serve. You still have to to give. So He's fighting. He's caring for people even when He probably feels like He can't even care for Himself. But it's a it's the Adulam season. I know that there are mothers and fathers in here like. That knows what it's like to have to get up and go to a job you don't want to go to. Because you got a family to take care of. That you have to, to do things that, 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 that may exhaust you. Because you have children to provide for. A family to provide for and care for. It can be a difficult and challenging season. But there is still work to be done. In the cave of adulam. There's still work to be done. In the cave of Adullam. The next thing is in that season, that difficult season. Like I said, we can't can't get so, so angry that we don't hear the still small voice of God. It's in the cave of Adullam. It's in the season of difficulty that you've got to hear the voice of God. And you know what makes it difficult to hear God's voice is when we're upset. It, it, it does, it gets real cloudy. Cause like, no, God, come on. You, 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 you let me tell you what I realize the problem is. It's not our lack of faith, it's just the opposite. We know that God is all powerful. We know that all he has to do is speak a word and this season could be completed. All he has to do is say the word. All he has to do is command his angels. Oh, it takes but a moment and we could be better. We could be free we could be rejoicing. We could have our breakthrough, but he doesn't do that. And, and, and if we don't, if we're not careful, we could get a little annoyed at him and it makes it harder for us to hear his voice. For those of you who know, I, I, I serve as they, they said, I serve as a principal of a school and I remember when my, my middle son was in kindergarten, he came to me one day and he said, he said, mommy, he said, Amisa called me stupid. She said, I was dumb. And I said, well, I said, you know you're not dumb. And I began to speak words of affirmation over him. I said, you know, you're called of God, you're anointed. I said, God has, God. And, and I said, so you, you can just ignore her. And I looked at my then five-year-old and he said, aren't you the principal? I said, yeah. He said, then, then do something. He said, call her mommy. Tell her she's mean. Do something. Fix it. And that's how we do God. We tell God what's going on. He tells us how special we are, how cold we are, how anointed we are. He speaks truth over our lives. He tells us that we've been set apart for this ministry, set apart for even this trial. He tells us that we're not going to be here always. you to hear that i'm still speaking in your difficulty yes, yes. so I, I don't know who this is for but i know it was for me at one season you got you got to let that anger subside so that you can hear god is still speaking he's not saying what you want him to say right now which is it's over <laughs> that's that's what we that's what we waiting on but, but he's still speaking. Look at this. Same, same, right, right back. I'm, I keep going between 1 Samuel 22 and 1 Samuel twenty. It's just one page, over, Maybe some same page. So just, just stay with me. Look at this. Samuel, 1 Samuel 23. I'm almost done. Verse 2. It says, therefore, David inquired. Remember, they complained to him about what was going on with the Philistines. And they were fighting. And he's still being called on to battle. Remember, he's the warrior. He's still being called on to serve. But then it says in verse 2, therefore, David inquired of the Lord. Shall I go and attack these Philistines? 1 Samuel 23. Shall I go and attack these Philistines? And the Lord said to David, go and attack the Philistines and save Keilah. Remember who was with David, right? But David's been saying to him, behold, we are afraid. <laughs> Here in Judah, how much more than if we go to, to Keilah against the armies of the Philistine? So the people he had with him. They were messed up. They were like, no, we scared in Judah. Do you want us to go fight somebody else? So guess what David did? You can't listen to the crowd. You can't listen to the people. Guess what David did? He went back to God. Then David inquired of the Lord again, and the Lord answered him, Arise and go down to Kila, for I will give the Philistines into your hand that even in this difficult season, if you will listen to the voice of God, hear me now, saints, you can still have victory in your difficult seasons. Even in the difficult season, you can still have favor. Even in your difficult season, God can still give you a breakthrough. Yet yeah, the season may not be over, but you can ex- still experience the favor and the blessing of God even with tears pouring down your face. Even still on the run and that's what with, with David here. But this is the thing, cultivating and hearing the voice of God happened in the Bethlehem season. Remember when he was out in the field caring for the sheep by himself. That's when he learned to hear the voice of God. Some of us want God to do amazing things in our life. But God said, you cannot hear my voice in the stillness of your life. And if you can't hear my voice in the stillness of your life, you're not going to be able to hear my voice in the noisiness of your life. If you can't hear me when nobody else knows your name, you're not going to hear me when everybody knows your name. If you can't hear me when they're, when, when when you're by yourself and you're lonely, you're not going to be able to hear me when you feel like the whole world is against you. So in this difficult season, saints of God, if you're here, God's still talking. He's still speaking. He said he would never leave you nor forsake you. That means even in the difficult season, he's still Lord of the season. He's still Lord of the season. The last thing we're going to look at this, this day, this morning, in this season. Number one, remember, remember, remember. It's not your permission. You don't have permission to chill. You still have ministry to do in your difficult season. Number two, you need to hear his voice. He's still speaking in the difficult season. But here's the thing that you can can go home and celebrate on. Not that it's a difficult season, but guess what? You won't die here. You will not die here. Look at somebody in your house and say, you're not going to die there. You will not, and I, I, I'm saying, I, I'm going to say that, oh, because you know when you're really going through, you really feel like death is upon you. But this is a word not even from, this is not from me, this is from the Lord this morning. He said you will not die here. You will not die in a dulum. You will not die in the cave. You will not die in your season of difficulty. He said, I know it feels like your destiny is far from you. I know it feels like your calling, the promises are all mute now. He said, but I haven't changed my mind about what I said about you. I haven't changed my mind about what I said you're going to become and what you're going to do. You will not die. Sometimes you got to look at yourself and say, I will not die. I will not die. I will not die. You will not die. You shall live and you will proclaim the victory of the Lord. I said you will live. You shall not die and you shall declare the wonders and the victory of the Lord. Even when you feel like you are, you have to speak to your own soul. I will not die here. I will not die here. I don't know when God's going to come, but I know he's coming. I'm not going to die here. Look at what God did for David. They're, they're chasing him. They're chasing him. They're chasing him. They're trying to kill him. Remember that movie? They, they're jumping out from nowhere. David goes to the left. There's one group trying to get him. He goes to the right. There's somebody else trying to find him. He's a literally awarding those who are trying to, to, try to kill David. And those who try to protect him, he kills them. That's how upset he is. But look at what it says. I don't even remember where, so give me a minute to get there. And if I can't find it, I'm just going to take it, and you're going to have to believe me that it's there. Here it is. Still in 1 Samuel 23, verse 14, it says, And David remained in the strongholds in the wilderness. So he's still in the wilderness. He's still in the season of difficulty. But look at this. And Saul sought him every day. But God did not give him into his head. (laughs) I'm going to say that again. Saul sought him every day. Saul stopped running the kingdom. His kingdom business became killing David. Do you realize that some people are so upset at what they know the enemy knows God's going to do? They're trying everything they can to discourage you. But guess what? Look what the word says. But God did not give him into his hand. God is not giving you over, saints of God. God is not turning you over. God does not have you in this season of difficulty to undo you. He doesn't have you here to undo you. He has you here to get you to Zion. He has you here to get you to your blessing. He said, I'm not going to kill you. I'm getting ready to use you. I'm going to use you to bless others. To those who disappear in this season, you're to remember the look on their face that somebody in a difficult season the enemy is trying to tell them that I've forgotten about them and you can say no God hadn't forgotten about you God's got a plan for your life uh, when everything every inch seems to be going wrong you're gonna be able to speak truth to your brother speak truth to your sister no no God's not trying to kill you you know why because if he wanted to kill you you'd be gone He said, no, he said, I'm not going to let Saul get you in this season of difficulty because it may last for a while, but this is not where your story ends. I wish I could tell you today that all you have to do is jump up three times and turn around and say, it's over, it's over, it's over. And your season of difficulty will come to an end. (laughs) But the reality is sometimes we stay in these seasons longer than than we want to. But God said, I'm I'm doing something in the adulam season, the season of difficulty. I'm, hey. I'm doing something in the season of difficulty. You're still going to serve. You're still going to sing. You're still going to preach. You're still going to love. You're still going to give. And you'll even experience favor and blessing in this season. In this season. I know you just want me to fix it. He said, but I need you to hear my voice. I'm still speaking. I'm still moving. I'm still providing grace and favor and energy. I'm I'm, I'm, I'm still even in the difficulty. (laughs) Stop being mad. Stop just for a moment. And hear what I'm saying to you, even while you're hiding in the cave, David. And finally, you don't die here. You don't, you don't, you don't die here. They, they trying to kill you here, but you don't die here. (laughs) You don't die here. And God protected David from the hand of Saul. And God will protect your family for those who would try to tear it apart. God will protect your well-being for those who try to tear it apart. When we're wrestling, and our wrestling, our fight is not against flesh and blood, but flesh and blood, it's against principalities and darkness and spiritual wickedness and every all of hell that's set against your destruction. Cannot touch the protection of God that's over your life. Somebody needed to hear that this morning. you going to live through this one. you going to live through this one. But you don't. Under- oh, I understand. I understand. But you're going to live through this one. You're going to live through this one, and you're going to come out shouting and singing his praise like never before. You're going to live through this one, and you're going to be better. You're going to be stronger. You're going to be more determined, and you're going to be such a force to be reckoned with in the kingdom of God that Satan's going to get sick of messing with you because he knows even when he does, you know who you are. Because when you realize that God can keep you when you have nothing, God can keep you with tears rolling down your face, God can keep you with your family falling apart, God can keep you in the midst of a pandemic, God can keep you in your unemployment, then you will understand God can keep you anytime. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. It's the season of difficulty, but you don't die here. <laughs> you will live. I will live. Say it to yourself. At home, say it to yourself. I will live. I will live. And I'm not just going to live. I'm going to live and I'm going to tell the story about how I made it over. I'm not just going to live. I'm not going to be ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. I'm not just going to live, but I'm going to live to declare the goodness of the Lord. Can we pray? can we come together even now and even though we it, it's customary it's it's normal we pray at the end of every service but but i really want to pray for our fathers and not just our fathers for our men and that's not discounting our mothers and our sisters but but you know the reason God attacked the the reason the enemy attacks the head and he attacks our men is because then everything else falls apart. And I have been in seasons of difficulty before in my life. I have, I, I have, where I'm like, God, you gotta be, you gotta be kidding me. When you're praying, you don't hear nothing, fasting, doing all the good things you know you, and that season remains. But a lot of times, we as as women, we have a network. We have sisters we talk to, we pray with, we share it with. They pray with us, they stand with us. It it doesn't necessarily make the season go away, but it gives you some strength in the season. But a lot of times our brothers and our fathers has convinced them that when they're in difficult seasons that they are weak. And so that's why we see them in church and then we don't. Your difficult season does not make you less of a believer. It makes you one that's getting fortified day by day. Your difficult season is going to be the blessing to your community. But you can't leave in the season. We're we, we not, we not losing anybody in their difficult season. We're going to lift them up. We're going to cover each other in the difficult season. It's okay to hurt. It's okay to be. But we, you're not going nowhere. You will live. <laughs> and you're going to serve. And you're going to love your family. And you're going to give the kingdom of darkness a run for its money. It's a season of a It's a difficult season. But he's still Lord of the season. He's still Lord of the season. And there's still good coming out of this season. So wherever you are, can we just quiet ourselves so we can pray? If you're near someone... Whether home, can you can you just let them know you're praying for them right now? I'm praying for you. Because even if you're not in a difficult season, you may, there may be one on the horizon. Or there may be one in your rear view that still got scars on your heart. So I'm just praying to let you know that That God was Lord of your season all along. And you're going to live like never before. Hear his voice. Serve. And realize that you shall live. Father, we thank you. Father, we thank you. God, we can stay here for a moment just to say thank you. Remember, as we said at the beginning, you've been so good to us. Even in the cave of Adullam, you have been good to us. Even in the season of difficulty, you have been good to us. You are a good God in every season of our life. And so, God, we stay, we start at that point. You are good to us. And we thank you for your goodness toward us. But, God, in this season of my life, God, in this season of my life, where the tears don't seem to cease. God, I decree, I decree and declare that I'm gonna hold on to you until I see the change come. God, in this season that doesn't make sense, in this season that I want you to speak a word, and everything be better, God, because I know you can do it. I've seen you do it before. In this season, God, I'm gonna find joy in the difficult season. I'm gonna find a reason to smile in my my difficult season. I'm gonna find a reason to say, God is good in my my difficult season. God, remove the the callousness from my heart and from my mind that has me angry and, and upset and frustrated and help me see the beauty in the everyday moments, even in the difficult season. God, I pray encouragement over someone's heart today. God sees it. God knows it all. He sees it all. He feels it all. He hears it all. But in due season, You shall reap if you faint not. So God, that's what we declare over one another. You won't faint in this season. (laughs) Fathers, you're not going to faint in this season. Sons, you're not going to faint in this season. Mothers, you're not going to faint in this season. Daughters, you will not faint in this season. Because you you got a blessing that awaits you. And even though it, it seems hard, you're not going to die either. But you shall live. And you're going to tell the story of how God got you through. So, God, we, we thank you for your faithfulness. God, I pray that, that we hear this prayer this morning, that it, that it pierces the depth of our soul. That you got us. You got us even in the darkest places. You are still our light. So, God, we thank you and we bless you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you for listening. If you would like to know more about Triumph Church, Visit us at thetriumphantchurch.org or you can contact us at 301 559 2200.